Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. LeBron James is not only a superstar talent, he's also a very, very bright guy. But sometimes, even bright people can say stupid, stupid things, which is what LeBron did when he referred to NFL owners as old white men with a slave mentality. A remark that is both stupid and racist. And then to add insult to injury, he followed that up with more stupidity, which could be viewed as, I'll let you be the judge, anti-Semitic. So like I said, listen up here, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, let me begin, folks, by wishing everybody out there celebrating a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all good things for you and your families. All right? Now, having said that, so I'm reading the papers the other day, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the last, it was the last two weeks of the football season coming up, so obviously football is on my mind and a lot of, a lot of people's minds. But then I read this thing in the paper, and it really, really pissed me off, all right? And I'm quoting. This is LeBron. Well, whether you're familiar with it or not, LeBron James has this show on uh, HBO. Uh, It's called The Shop, okay? Excuse me. And basically what it is, it's... You know, it's it plays off of if you've seen the movies Barbershop with, with um, Ice Cube. Uh, you know, it's it's a black barbershop where guys are sitting around and you know talking, you know, arguing, whatever. They don't argue here; they all agree the same thing. But that's not what my point is. My point is, I'm reading this, and then after I read what he said, I went home and watched it. And they're talking uh, uh, about the NFL, and I quote, this is LeBron. In the NFL, they got a bunch of old white men owning teams, and they got that slave mentality. And it's like, this is my team. You do what the fuck I tell you all to do, or or we get rid of you all. That's a quote, folks. That's not Russ. That's a quote. Now, let me tell you something. I have 
LeBron is a very bright guy, and I knew he was a very bright guy from the time he came into the league. I thought he was very mature. Um, uh, he's an activist, which I admire. I mean, he puts his money where his mouth is. Like what he donated, like or, or spent like eight or ten million of his own money to build a school for at-risk kids. You know, th- th- you're talking to a guy who is not. He's. Not, I'm not anti-LeBron. I am pro-LeBron. I don't think he's ever been in a championship, a series that I haven't rooted for him and his team. Okay. Be it you know Miami be it Cleveland, or now be it the Lakers. Obviously, I couldn't root for the Knicks or the Nets because they haven't been around. But you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And I admire him. But he makes a comment like that, and I'm really disappointed in him. Because, number one, I think it's a stupid remark. It's just... It's a racist remark, and it it's it makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Now, obviously, it it all relates back, and you know what I'm talking about. It all relates back to the Colin Kaepernick situation and Colin Kaepernick, you know, started the whole kneeling uh, before the national anthem. Okay, and now, quote unquote, he's being blackballed by NFL owners, old white men, in the words of one LeBron James. And, you know, look, I've said this before, I will say it again. I have supported the players from the get-go in their stance. I'm not black. Never have been, never will be. But I get where a lot of black people are coming from, okay? I understand the problem that they have with certain police actions. I get it. So, I and I, if you've listened to these podcasts, you know I've had discussions on it. A lengthy discussion with the former giant, George Martin. But while I support the players, I do not support Colin Kaepernick. Now, some of you might have said, well, how the hell can Russ support players, but he can't support Colin Kaepernick? It was very easy. Because the players got on their knees or they sat down, or whatever the hell, you know, uh, during the national anthem. But they didn't wear T-shirts with Castro on it, a murderous dictator, nor did the other ones wear socks depicting police as pigs. Okay? When, When Kaepernick did that, he totally lost me. So now let's go to something. If LeBron James wants to talk about slave mentality, what kind of mentality do you think Fidel Castro had? Because his citizens, some of them, many of them, were murdered. You don't believe me? Hey, LeBron, 
You played in Miami. Okay? Go ask all the Cubans living in Miami how they feel about Fidel Castro. Go to Little Havana in Miami. See what they think about Fidel Castro. I don't think you're going to like what they'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what. You know, Colin Kaepernick, somebody wants to wear a Fidel Castro T-shirt in, down in Miami and, or, you know, with all the Cubans there, maybe they'll get the crap beat out of them. So don't tell me you, or, or the public about slave mentality because that's not fair. You know, listen, LeBron, LeBron James has his business. Is he like everybody telling him how to run his business? He's a rich man. Is he like telling everybody what to do with his money and who to hire and who not, who not to hire? And if we're going to have a discussion, let's have a discussion, LeBron. He also went on to say... LeBron James did. I'm uh, I'm so appreciative, and I'm quoting folks, I'm so appreciative in our league of our commissioner. He's referring to, of course, Adam Silver. He doesn't mind us having a real feeling and to be able to express that. Now, reading it is one thing, but I watched it. I went home and watched it. And... You know, it, it like to me, it was it was just a stupid remark. Because first of all, he's a and and listen, I love his commissioner. I I really like Adam Silver. Good man, good man, a with it guy. But here's a rule in the NBA, folks. You know this this is in. The rule book. Players, coaches, and trainers are to stand and line up in a dignified posture along the sidelines or on the foul line during the playing of the national anthem. So you see, there is a rule in his league, which, by the way, a lot of white men are also owners. Some of them are older. Okay? There is a rule in the NBA. So people in glass houses, LeBron, shouldn't be throwing stones. And this was back in September uh, of 2017 when, you know, this stuff was all heated and, and all hot. The NBA had issued a memo to teams reminding them of the rule that requires the players and coaches to stand for the national anthem. And I might add, Mr. LeBron James, at that time, your commissioner, who you're so appreciative of, confirmed to reporters at the time that the league expects players to stand for the anthem citing such a rule. Okay? So, but you know, here, here, a few things here. Number one, you, you listen, you want to believe Kaepernick is being blackballed or not blackballed, that's your prerogative. I don't. 
But that that is not to me the issue here. All right. I I mention it because that was the basis for talking about uh old white men being owners with a slave mentality. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If Kaepernick was still a frontline quarterback, he would have been hired. Nobody wants a backup quarterback in their locker room who every time any kind of issue happens, there's going to be 100 people with cameras and reporters and pads and pencils and what around. Because football owners are still in business of winning football games as the main priority. All right? Now, again, I applaud. Applaud LeBron James for his activism. Like I said, putting money where his mouth is. And I think he's a good guy. I I think he's a wonderful example for young people. I, I really do. You know, I, I think he's from the ilk that says if you can make a difference, you should make a difference. I believe that. So I'll, I'll here, I'm applauding Colin Kaepernick. But when you're in that position, If you can make a difference, you should make a difference. There's another thought process. Because you have such a following and you can make a difference, you ought to really think about what you say before you say it. Because your words carry a lot, a lot of weight. Okay? Your words carry a great deal of weight. Do I know that racism exists in this country? You're damn right I do. I'm a kid of the 50s and the 60s. You're damn right I do. But racism works both ways. And by making an idiotic remark like white, old white men with a slave mentality, that's racist in itself. So you're, you're drawing a line there too, LeBron. But you're also accusing, you're accusing the NFL when your league has its own rule of standing for a national anthem. And, And here's another thing. He's talking about NFL owners, old white men, not me talking, folks. This is LeBron, old white men with a slave mentality. Would those old white men with a slave mentality have earmarked after sitting down with a lot of the black players and earmarking $100 million dollars? $100 million to African-American causes over a period of seven years. Now, you tell me, since we're talking about slave mentality, okay, slave owners, 
I don't know of all those slave owners who were donating $100 million to African-American causes. To label somebody like that is complete asinine. It's stupid. And LeBron James is smarter than that, and he's supposed to think better than that. What he, those remarks to me were absolutely reprehensible. He's talking about slave owners, uh, old rich, old white men with a slave mentality. Yeah, what, did the slaves have, would they have free agency? Were, were they able to sign multi-million, uh, millions of dollar contracts and go from slave owner to slave owner? Since we're talking stupid, I'll, I'll make stupid remarks like that. Will we? Come on, LeBron. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. If if that's what you're going to say, so, you know, if, if, if we're going to use those analogies, let's use them. Yeah, what, what a slave. Nah, I don't like this uh, slave owner. I want to go to another slave owner. I mean, if you if you get pissed off at an owner, you don't like working for somebody. I get it, and quite frankly, an owner could be an asshole. But you, you know, stop with the bullshit about that plantation slave owner mentality. That's bullshit. And again, shame on LeBron for, for br- bringing that up. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you something else. He's he's got this show, The Shop. All right, he's got the show, The Shop, and the 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 you know it's based upon a bunch of guys sitting around like in a black barber shop, talking, debating, but there's no debate in this shop of LeBron James. Bunch of guys sitting down. By the way, all a bunch of rich black men sitting around. And women sometimes. They will throw in the token white guy. And the token, this past week it was Jimmy Kimmel. The other one that I got to see was John Stewart. So it was two white guys like-minded with LeBron. And that's great. If you all want to get one side of one story. See, if you want, from what I, from what I've always been told, and I don't get my hair cut in a black barbershop, okay? But from what I'm told, barbershop, yeah, guys are arguing and going back and forth. Not not in this one. This one they're all having a they're all agreeing. It's it's like they all got an agenda. And, and in fact, you know what? I'm I just thought of this now. Ice Cube was on this past show. And Ice Cube made those two great movies, Barbershop One and Barbershop Two with Cedric the Entertainer. Uh they were great. 
those were like real barbershops. Because there were, there were guys arguing, going back and forth, debating. So, so don't give me that business, okay? Do not give me that business, you know, this old white man with slave mentality, with a slave mentality. I mean, really. You know, to me, it was almost like LeBron had an agenda and everybody's chiming in. But it, it, if that was your genesis about the Kaepernick thing and kneeling for the national anthem, like I said, I'll read the rule again in the NBA rule book. Players, coaches, and trainers are to stand and line up in a dignified posture along the sidelines or on the foul line during the playing of the national anthem. And when this stuff was going on with the NFL folks, the NBA at the time issued a memo to the teams reminding all of them that the rule is there and it requires players and coaches to stand. And Adam Silver, the commissioner, the commissioner who LeBron say, James says, I'm so appreciative in our league of our commissioner. He doesn't mind us having a real feeling and to be able to express that. Adam Silver confirmed that the league expects his players to stand, citing that very rule. So I read that, you know, and I kind of like said, OK, I'm going to discuss this today. You know, you know, when I'm doing my my podcast. And then I see something else. Okay, I see that LeBron James had apologized this past Sunday. For uh, apparently for lyrics he shared on his Instagram account. Okay, over the weekend that included the line Getting that Jewish money. I'm I'm quoting, um, I'm quoting LeBron again. Uh, and this was a quote that apparently he told to ESPN. Apologies for sure if I offended anyone. That's not why I chose to share to share that lyric. I always post lyrics. That's what I do. I ride in my car. I listen to great music. And that was the byproduct of it. So I actually thought it was a compliment. And obviously, it wasn't through the lens of a lot of people. My apologies. It definitely was not the intent, obviously, to hurt anybody. Now, apparently, Jane was quoting a song, uh, ASMR, by hip-hop artist 21 Savage, who I am not um, familiar with. And the quote, the the lyrics is, we've been getting that Jewish money. Everything is kosher. And James put it on uh, his Instagram. Okay. Now, he says uh, he thought it was it was a compliment. Listen to me, folks. You ain't stupid. I ain't stupid, and I know damn sure LeBron James ain't stupid. 
if he thought that was a compliment, he needs to pull his head out of his ass. Because that stereotype of Jews being associated with money has been going on forever and ever and ever. And in the circles that he travels with, with a lot of rich white men, just like there are rich white old men, Jews, who are owners in his league, the NBA. He thought that was a compliment? Who's he bullshitting? So, like, while the slave mentality stuff really pissed me off, or I should say, which I thought was stupid, this really pissed me off. Because LeBron is smarter than that. Really smarter than that. And by the way, folks, as I said to you, you know, uh, as, as I said, I believe he comes from the ilk that believes if you can make a difference, you should make a difference. And LeBron has been doing that. Donating money. Being a good role model for kids. He has 45 Point eight million Instagram followers. 45.8 million Instagram followers. He has a big influence on people in this country. An enormous influence. Really? LeBron, think about the stupidity and what you said. And and he's going to come up with some kind of cockamamie bullshit claiming that he thought that, you know, what he was talking about was the strength of the Jewish business community. Come on. Who are you bullshitting? So now... He apologized. Oh, apologies for sure if I offended anyone. And you know what? I accept the apology. I do. But I'm going to tell you something else. If Russ Salzberg got on TV and made some kind of reference to the black community, the Italian community, Muslim community, whatever. If I made some kind of reference like that, I'd have my ass off the air. If I said something like that on radio or TV, I would be off the air. See, that's the politically correct, incorrect bullshit world that we live in now. All right? Really? I mean, Roseanne Barr 
got her ass kicked off the air of a, a successful show. And I believe she should have. You heard me say it at the time. I'll, I'll say it now. But somebody can just make remarks like this, and then it's apology, and it's over with. That's bullshit. Uh-uh, ain't fair. And that's why it bothers me so much, because LeBron is not stupid. He's a leader in his community. If I, if I made remarks like that, man, I'd have Lee Blackley. I'd have, boy, Al Sharpton would be here at the, you know, the station in 30 seconds. LeBron James is, is a very, he's a good guy. He's a bright guy. He's a leader in the community. He's a leader in this country. He dropped the ball there. He really dropped the ball. Uh, you know, that, that, that wasn't a double dribble or a kick ball. He dropped the ball. And and rather than, than just issuing some la-di-da apology, he ought to stand front and center front and center and explain himself and explain, yeah, I effed up. Because he's better than that. He, I, I really believe that. This is a guy with a very, very good track record. But to me, he needs to be taken to task over the, these two comments. Rich or what? I, I mean, you you just you you just creating a racist line, okay? And that's not fair. You're talking about your great. I, I listen. I wonder if his. Uh, I, believe me, I like to be a fly on a wall if if, if he's going to have a little conversation with his Jewish commissioner, Adam Silver, over these remarks. Yeah. Because, you know, Adam Silver, NBA commission, makes a lot of money. So Adam's got some of that Jewish money. Everything's kosher with Adam Silver. I mean, come on. And you don't know you thought it was being complimentary? Really? You thought that was being complimentary? Hmm. I, I, if I started... Using the N-word in the street just because I thought it was being cool. You know, I'm talking to another black person. Yo. Well, I just thought I was being cool. I was being one of the boys. I'd have my ass kicked in. Rightfully so.
this really, really bothered me. And it continues to bother me. Because like I said, you're talking about a guy that's got 45.8 million Instagram followers. So maybe LeBron James, when he gets a moment, could sit by himself and just think about that. And think about the influence. You know, LeBron, don't just say shit for the sake of saying shit. You're you're in too big a lofty position. You got to be smart. You got to think it all out. And like I said, in this one, you didn't think it out. You simply drop the ball. And that, my friends, is a wrap. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. And now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on this edition of Get a Load of This. You can agree. You can disagree. But I want to hear from you. You can contact me on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg, or on Facebook. You can also always check out my blogs on uh, my website. Real simple. It's at russsalzberg.com. My thanks, as always, to the big man across the way who takes good care of me, Crash, also known as Mike Caragliano, uh, to my good friend, Tim Einickle, my very fine OG podcast producer who puts this together for me, to the 77 WABC program director, Craig Schwab, to 77 WABC assistant program director, Matt Dahl, and of course, last but certainly not least, Use guys and gals out there, because without use guys and gals out there, I'd have nobody back here to be talking to. So until next time, I'll, listen, I wish all of you and your families once again a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, we'll be talking again soon. Until then, it is Russ Salzberg saying you all happy and healthy, and bye-bye, so long, farewell. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.